0: It's a full energy, one red batting, cause they're my enemies. Buy so, like, and like, rate and review. Your old subs are they beat, couple get too. we We're gonna win a trophy, we're overdue. Now we do the double, make it deja vu. It's a move London thing, bird runners only on the wing. Harry's one of the wrong by He's only got but this is the key, and we got Delhi El the topic with a side with the shelf side with the shelf side what we see
1: with the shelf side with the shelf side now it's a blue the pee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shelf Side Podcast, Episode 29. Big numbers. Whose episode is it this week, Robner?
2: 29 29 29 ah oh, i know this is well weren't ready, you weren't ready you were ready were you fiddle sticks no i wasn't man i wasn't can't lie to you to be fair i can't think can't lie to you and i can't lie to you and i can't lie to the good people of uh of the shelf Side podcast 29
1: that, i'll let you used, come up that with that, used, that in a bit that used to be is not it he's 29 now I don't want to know who it used to be. I need to know who it is now, so we can big them up on the podcast now. But that moment's obviously gone, gone uh, away already. It's gone, sorry. I mean, you just can't get the staff. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of staff, we've got Spurs staff in the house. We've got royalty in the building. We've got a long-term friend of mine, a footballing man at heart. He's a Spurs fan. He's also works at Spurs Academy Recruitment. He's vice chairman of Woodford Town. He's an FA coach educator, and also a budding TV star and now podcaster, Mister Trevor Jubril. Welcome.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's an <laughs> what an intro! What an intro, bro. Very, very, very good introduction. Love it.
2: <laughs> that's a different team. When, that's how you know when he respects you. That's how he moves. Do you see oh, what I mean? When he talks to me that, like I'm a bug, you can tell you know,
1: <laughs> the levels. <laughs> no man i pick you up just not to your face because your head won't fit in the screen (laughs) thank
2: you very much for joining man we appreciate your time
1: no problem yeah thanks for the invitation Uh, can i just say lero you're welcome lero can you have some like horns and music behind that intro please and a drum roll as well please that will be good for the people then yeah so everyone good this evening i'm fine thank you no complaints
2: no complaints
1: Cool, cool, cool. Well, we're going to kick off. We've got a lot to get through, as always. Um, quabna likes to do his thing. And quabna it's over to you. So, Trev, um,
2: listen, you're, uh, you're a big footballing guy. Um, you've got great pedigree, great credibility. Um, but whilst you are special, you're no different from the rest of our, our attendees on the Southside podcast. <laughs> All right. And we, ask, we make sure that we ask uh, a bunch of Spurs-related questions. Ensuring that you know we can get a viewpoint. You know who you are. Where do you stand? Like, where do you fall? Right. Okay. So I've got some quick fire questions for you. I like to do quick fire, but obviously, Andrew's a bit like he makes it out like I'm some kind of draconian uh, Nazi guy <laughs> yeah. when I give him these questions to ask. So he's never that happy about them. But we'll try we'll to try keep it high pace because we've got lots of stuff to get into. So, how long have you supported Spurs? Well,
0: since I was. Uh youngster really, um I grew up in Tottenham, Edmonton, so oh, yeah since it? I was you since too, I was a little boy, gang. yeah yeah. Born in Hackney, grew up in Tottenham, moved to Edmonton. Hackney, see that gang gang. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, so since I was a, a little kid to be honest.
2: <laughs> cool, cool. Levy, In or Out.
0: In for me. Done a cool. good job. Brilliant job. Good. Jose In or Out. We've got a win in it. So we wanna win. Definitely in
2: Okay, the Y word, yes or no.
0: <sighs> Boy. I think <laughs> <laughs> Speak your mind, speak That's your mind. That's a tricky one, isn't it? Um yeah, politically I think we have to say if it makes people uncomfortable then we've got to say no.
2: Okay. Alright. Favourite
0: Spurs player of all time? Ginola. Hey oh, is it? see that see okay. two okay. Ginola's my favorite. Oh is it okay? <laughs> Oh, yeah, In nice. you know, all that was
2: coming,
0: man. that was some quality times.
2: What's your, <laughs> your favourite Tottenham team of all time?
0: Do you know? I like I've probably some age a little bit, but that that team with um, that got me really excited. It was one with Crooks and Archie and, um those players that sort of around the Chris Hughton and that that sort of UEFA okay. Cup. Okay. Yeah, that. Eighty four, eighty four. Yeah, yeah, that sort of time there. Okay. Um, okay. That was the one. Were you born, now? No, 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 I'm a youngster, I'm a pup, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but do you know what Chris Hughes, Chris I always wanted to know what kind of a defender he was. Like if he was like calm ball playing or if he liked to get stuck in. I don't really know what kind of defender he was.
0: I think fullbacks at the time were it's um fullback, yeah. they just they just defended, innit? So they got up and down the line. There wasn't much demand on them to be creative. Um in fact a lot of them used to use that halfway line as a bit of a precipice, isn't it? So alongside the centre half. So um, but I think from memory, I, th- I think Chris was—he was up and down. He was quite smooth when he when he had the ball, but he didn't really allow anybody to get the other side of him, which is his primary job. Okay,
2: nice.
1: Was he
0: coolness of, um, personified? Because he seems like a cool.
1: Customer. Yeah, he does. He seems like he can't be ruffled in any situation.
0: Yeah, he, as I said, from what I remember, I thought it was always a, just a cool, steady. You know, it was, was backs I said at the time they they were just there. You didn't you didn't really want to see them. Yeah, as long as they're doing their job, we didn't notice they was there. And he was one of those. He just did his job, um, and yeah, he made a good contribution. You, you know, he was he was comfortable when he was there. You know, sometimes some players now they make you uncomfortable like by being you know, on the pitch. He wasn't one of those. He was comfortable when he was oh, there. Hey,
2: yeah! Hey, he needs this, mate. He needs Sergej He's just trying to put, he's just trying to put in a good cross. That's all he wants. He wants to put in a good cross, trying get to. an assist, and do a little dance. That's all he wants. Let him do his thing. Um, okay, can you tell me a player that we were linked with that you wish we had signed?
0: Wow, who was we linked to, man? I could pick out any name, can I? Um, Probably, yeah. especially under Harry. Yeah,
2: we had, bad, <laughs> we had bad links.
0: We had bad links. Wasn't there a, wasn't there a hazard link at one point?
2: There was a Hazard link, yeah. 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 Just
0: for, before Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea yeah.
2: one Champions League final.
0: Yeah, I thought he was—he was a player that he was coming. I thought that was a player that 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 should have been at Tottenham. He was a Tottenham style player, and especially when he decided to put the to turn up on that game um, when they, when they beat us when we looked like we might have been in the shadow for the league. Um, that made that all the yeah. more painful. But yeah, a Hazard for me,
2: scumbag, it's a good one. Um, who's your favourite six note player?
0: <laughs> when when you say sick, no one just thinks Darren Anderson, anyway, and it. So <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, he was labelled. It was David him, Becker really. before
2: he was David Beckham, man.
0: Yeah. But we've had a few since um, Daza. We've had a few. It was it was comes under that category of I know Lamella's sort of been, yeah, be, yeah, been around for a long time, well. but I played a handful of games. Um, albeit I did read a stat earlier on that he's never been sent off, which I found really surprising. Yeah, he's
2: never. Sent yeah, off. I saw yeah, that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But, um, He's a master of shithousery. Is, that man, is I, why. I respect him. I
2: respect yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: fair play, man. <laughs> I'll never have guessed that. Um, I'm struggling to think of anyone else who was. I'll, I'll give you an example
1: yeah. then. So, uh, Kwabna's favourite sick note player was Harry Kane. So, you can take it anyway. anyway I mean, Kane's always that, injured.
2: Racist eyebrows. He's like, What's this guy? <laughs>
1: Listen. <laughs>
2: Okay, this is at least
1: ten games a season. He's a significant note player, but
0: that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, what well, yeah, <laughs> but his stats are good, isn't it? So maybe, so need, nice. my, maybe, nice. need, maybe needs maybe needs maybe needs that games to to, to Rest. that game that game you know, yeah that that ratio of games maybe that's that's him innit, it for him to perform at his optimum. But um, I can't think of anyone else who was always off, always injured. Really, cool. Ledley King. No worries, we'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ledley was my one, was it? Uh, Led, but Led, oh, Ledley played through it, innit?
2: You did. You yeah, did. He did. Yeah, but could only play one game a but week. But he just never trained. Yeah.
0: he just never trained, and it and ended
2: up retiring at like twelve which, years. To be
0: honest, if you if, if you give any player that opportunity now, you don't have to train in a week just playing a game, they would probably take it, wouldn't they? Yeah. So I probably I was, couldn't perform though. Yeah. That's well, the thing. Maybe not. Yeah. But fair play to him, he he managed to convince people he could do that and he operated like that for a good period of time. So three
1: hundred odd games and went to a World Cup, so he's the man. Yeah, he's the, he's he's the, the king. The he's the man. Alright, we'll come, we'll come back to that. Best ever Spurs memory.
0: Um, one of the worst games I watched. But um, the when Nielsen scored in that League Cup final, oh, okay. I, I, I was at I was at Wembley, and um, you know the game wasn't great. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember much more about it, but I remember the goal going in and um, just going crazy, and then finding myself at the front. Of the stand at Wembley, hugging, hugging some geezer I'd never met before. And you know, when you sort of have that moment, I'm standing there like yeah, my arm around. Yeah. And I thought, who's this guy, man? That's right. I had to stop my arm down slowly. <laughs> so, Every, so, everyone's yeah. your family in those moments. Like, that's it. You
2: look around and yeah. you're like,
0: we're kids, bro. But that's it. <laughs> I mean, I must have been hugging him for about five minutes. I don't know who his geezer was, but I'd <laughs> love no, to meet incredible. him again, actually. <laughs> he's, he's probably listening to the podcast. Right oh, brilliant. Now. Yeah, yeah so,
2: reach out.
1: Me if we can make that reunion yeah, happen for our Christmas special that guy you know who you are <laughs> Mr Jubri was hugging you for five minutes Yeah reach out uh, man reach out yeah.
0: um, Alan uh, Nilsson under Graham that was wasn't it Yeah Georgie Graham yeah There's been other good ones but that's the one that stands out just for the just for the whole situation For a the bit. hug For the hug, yeah. for, <laughs> the hug. <laughs> for the hug
1: <hugging. laughs> um, Okay and then
2: your most painful Spurs transfer that wasn't Campbell? In or out? Out. Like, someone who left the club, proper Bud, you had, but it wasn't that scumbag.
0: Yeah, we don't mention him on this show. <laughs> I, I mean, I did like, we had that little period of time when um. we lost, um, we did this whole Man United thing, wasn't it? So, whether that was Carrick, yeah. um, off, no, but... did Teddy go somewhere around that time? So yeah, that that little period. Um, if I had to pick one. Pick one. Pick one. Um. Yeah. Carrick. That's your man. That's mine as well, bro. <laughs> true,
2: that, true, that's how you know football. You know, because
0: <laughs> because I could see so happened. much more in him, and I think the other ones that, I understood, ah. but I saw more in him, and then I thought, oh, look, 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 this is not the direction we want to be taking. But what do I know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, more than they do. <laughs>
0: Listen, you made it onto the
1: podcast. That is the yeah, main thing. Oh, that's top of your CV, right? Brilliant,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's
1: true. It's up <laughs> there Ballon d'Or. That's our CV. That's
2: Cool. Well, thanks for answering those questions.
1: No problem. Um, how about you... I've ask- got one more. I've got one more. Oh, I've got, got one, more. one more. Sorry. I like to throw my curve balls. All the time. And we did this... I know, I know, I know. You know, it just keeps things exciting. Um, how well do you think you know the current squad,
0: Trevor? Well, um I think I'm fairly up to date. <laughs> I know there's something coming here, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> how how well do you know mathematics? I got I got a... Oh, was it O level or GCSE? I'm in, I'm in that category. I think it's no, your your O level, your o, 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 o level. 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 Don't front. See the fact that I can't, <laughs> can't. can't even really remember.
2: Can jump down there and say, "Oh, your O level, your o, o
0: level." The fact that I can't even really remember which one it is. it sells it all in it. Nah, these, these kids are... Go on, have anyway. go on. And I did A level math, So yeah, all go right. with it. Yeah, go. Mm.
1: Okay, cool. We answer in player names. I'm going to give you an equation, but we answer in player names based on squad numbers. So for example, if I said to you Kubner Um What did I say to you last week? Uh Gedsen Yeah. divided by a uh, Matt Doherty gives you what?
2: A Gedson uh, gives me Wait, what's Doherty again? Uh is he twelve. No, he's not that hot. Dirty is This is supposed to be
1: Quick example. Yeah, I know,
2: oh, man. No. I forgot what his squad
1: <laughs> number is. He's our right back. That's your clue. Is
2: it? Oh, okay, fine.
1: Fifteen. But I thought. And who's? Oh, you're answering player names. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, so that gives us an Eric Dyer. Oh, see, you just love saying Eric Dyer. Nah, you're you're, I mean. you're you done
1: oh, it right back. Right, right. Yeah, Doherty's two, Gedson's thirty. All oh, right, no, so but, the but equations fifteen. Well, he said Dyer. That's what I thought. Yeah, so Getson divided by Doherty gives um, fifteen, which is Eric. Dioff. And
2: you're trying to introduce mathematics into here because that's how how he keeps the sharp when he counts his money. That's what he does. <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't count the paper bitcoins on screen, my friend. No, bitcoin's okay. On the screen.
0: There you go, big time. <laughs> <laughs> need, so do you get it? The yeah, I get it. Not, I, I think I've got an answer. Whatever you say, I'm probably going to give you this answer anyway. But go for it, anyway. Okay, no worries. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it
1: easy with you, and this is a bit of a tricky one, but um, we're going to go it's for it anyway. Easy and tricky at the same time, aren't it? Yeah, <laughs> I just saw the answer and I was like, yeah, maybe you won't. But okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. I'm going to do a doity times a son will give you who? Just got that shirt. Um, very new. Very new. Last yep. man in.
0: Oh, Regulon. No, after Regulon. coming after Regulon. Oh, my God. Um, Dirty Regulon. it was coming recently? It's
1: domestic transfer deadline day. This one's going to be hard, though, because like nobody. I don't knows. even know who's at, man. Who's that? They haven't
2: seen that, him. Though. They haven't seen him about much.
1: For one minute against Burnley, we saw him. Roden. He's oh, so got, in- yeah, got 14
2: I think it's a bit rude so That he's got the 14 shirt though He needs to relax bro
1: I know He's yeah, actually yeah, not another, is He's not Modric like, He just can't down Yeah very true, very true Your answers always relate to midfielders Anyway let's crack on there Thank you, Thank you Trevor, a, Yeah, You're your very Spursy Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you're Spursy Cheers <laughs> Spursy in the best, in the best no, possible, you the
0: <laughs> best <state> possible. <laughs> When you come back on We will do it again right. well, do I'll, I'll, I'll learn the squad numbers by then to be honest, I'd, I'd, oh. I sort of missed the trick because I was, whatever you said, I was going to say Sizoko, but I actually tried to. Do, <laughs> I actually try I tried to do it properly, which I kind of let myself. I thought I had a series of those questions, but anyway, you're yeah, all good.
1: That's the answer. Okay, we we can do. No, no, we no, no, no. I'm series, fine, but, I, but not this week. You know, you know Shizoko what the answer
0: is, man. Yeah. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's number seventeen. That was a, that was a tricky com- um, equation, unless it was Kane plus Son, But next time, Suzuko. Next time. So. It's been a year, can you believe it? It's been a year since um, Jose Mourinho is manager of Spurs. By, and by all accounts, he's probably only got another year left if his recent record is anything to go by. But a full calendar year in the job, but not a full season. He's managed 34 Premier League games. So how do we think Jose has done in this time as manager of Spurs? He replaced Maurizio Pochettino, and he had a very decent record without winning anything. So, Trevor, I'm going to start with you. I think you are new to the pod. I think what we should go do, on, though, Trevor, on.
2: as soon as you you raised the O levels and GCSEs, etc., I think we should give them a gra- give them a grade. Right? You can go minuses if you want. You can do pluses if you want. But A A to D, that's your spectrum. So give me a grade, okay. and then why? And if we're all going to do it. Have a quick think, guys, because you've got to go through everyone quickly, and I'm sure someone's going to say something, probably Andrew, that we're going to have to debate because that's what he does. So, yeah, let's give us, give us a grade for Mourinho in terms of results. B+. plus. Go, justify.
0: Because, I mean, the table speaks for itself at the moment in terms of where he's at. I think um, in terms of how the squad is being built, you can see they're being Built in a uh, what can I say in a in a considered way, yeah. Um, and I think there's a there's a there's a steeliness about them at the moment, or he's trying to instill a steeliness about them. That's going to be the difference between playing nice football and winning. So for me to be able to go through that program that process, and also be where you are on the table, then for me that's a B plus because I know there's more to come. Hmm. Okay, cool.
1: Okay, Fair enough. Andrew, where we at? So, Trevor kind of stole my answer because it's never going to be an A. Um, and I think when we graded Mourinho at the end of last season and the team, I think we graded them B minus at the end of last season with everything considered injuries, etc. And the fact that we were in a rebuild. The start of this season obviously didn't start that well. And we've had a few shocking draws. I'm going to call them shocking, just because the way we dominated at times. So, I think B minus or oh, B plus, sorry, is fair. Um, in terms of results, I'm just going to throw some stats out there, and this will help you make your decision. Um, Quadnox, I know you've been anti-Jose in the past. I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jose's record in the league overall, overall, his record is 50 matches, 27 wins, 10 draws. 13 defeats, 101 goals, 68 conceded. That's every competition. Obviously, you've got a few Europa League games in there. His league, and this is really what he's going to be judged on his league record, is 34 matches, 18 wins, um, 8 draws, 8 losses, 62 goals scored, 39 goals conceded, 62 points, 1.82 points per game, right? one point eight two points a game over a course of a full season, 38 games gives us 69 points. That would have made us finish third last season had he achieved that with us for the full season, so Champions League football. But for three out of the last five seasons, we would have finished six on 69 points. And um, one of those seasons we would also have finished in the Champions League places, 15, 16, we would have finished fourth. Okay. And I'm going to throw something else in there for you to help you with your decision, Mr. Antti Jose. Yeah. Um, Since the restart, we have played 17 matches. I think we've won 10, drawn five, um, and lost the rest. So that's two. We would have amassed um, two points per game, an average of 35 points, um, which is a win ratio of 58%, which is... Decent enough and probably higher than Poch averaged. Give me your grade in for Jose, please.
2: I'm going to give him... I'm going to give him a B-plus also. I want to give him a B-plus also. And I, the reason I want to give him a B-plus also is because in this season, when he's had everyone fits, he's tried to play attacking football and take a bunch of mismatches, right, which have been really encouraging, I think. And that's why we got results like we did against Southampton, against United, and we should have got results against against Newcastle as well as West Ham. Then he understood that there were some defensive frailties, and then he went back to what people would associate as being a more classic Mourinho performance, digging in, getting a couple of 1-0 wins, winning by one goal, and he showed his flexibility. It was harder to see that at the beginning because some people were injured. They were like in and out. You know, we weren't really sure. When you sure. say
1: beginning, sorry, beginning of his tenure. Yeah, his tenure, sorry. mean not beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of his yeah.
2: tenure. So it was hard to see that. It was hard to see what he was trying to do. And in that, in that run, he got some important wins. Wins over Arsenal, wins over, um, wins over Man City. But then there were other games where we didn't, like we had that a chance of winning, the best we were going to come away with was a draw. And that was, Chelsea, we weren't involved at all in the game. We weren't. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 you know, did us over at home. That was really, really frustrating. And then... It was United. A, it was also... I mean, United was frustrating um, to... Even mm-hmm. after the restart, to draw 1-1 because we had taken the lead and then he wanted to sit back. But it's just that... I was talking about the 2-1. Sorry, that. I was yeah, talking about the 2-1. Oh, yeah. The 2-1 was frustrating. But I kind of left it because it was like we are trying to see where we are with the team we've got, right? I felt like we were more established when he kept when we drew one one. But because we took our field off the pedal, like it was it was just strange for me to see a player, a manager of his caliber and experience, still trying to find what he wanted to do with the Tottenham team. I think that's what I found quite frustrating, and it wasn't attractive while we were waiting for that thing to happen. So that's why I'll kind of give him um, a B plus because he's shown what he can do. Both in an attacking sense and defensive wise, when he's addressing issues, and I like the fact that he can address issues. I I really respect that about a manager. I think it's such an important quality. So that's why I give him a B plus.
1: So I'm going to touch on something you said there. Now I think we've all given a B plus, so we're all kind of feeling the same vibe, um, feeling good energy around Jose, and I think we're on the precipice of something at the moment. Do you think, however? He knows his best eleven and his best formation stroke system. I think he does. I think he does.
2: But Trevor, would you? Yeah. How how do you see it? Because I uh, mean, you're I, someone who actually coaches and you, so you can see structures, you can see patterns. So we saying things. I
1: don't know what I'm talking about. Is yeah, some people <laughs> some
2: people like to chat about it. Some people actually do it. So Trevor,
0: I, I, I think he's got multiple. So I don't think it's yep. so much. I don't think it's so much a case of this is my best team. I think he looks at what's in front of him, and he picks accordingly. And so, therefore, that what I mentioned earlier on around the the development of the squad, the the, the depth, the the reliability, all those sort of things are really really important. That's why I like what he's been able to do so far, because he can adapt and change things, um, whether that's pre-game or or, or, or during the game. Um, Half-time as we've seen yeah. in certain
1: games. I, I, you, I think yeah.
0: I think that's his quality. I think his quality is, mm-hmm. I'm not looking too far ahead. This, I need to win this game. Whether I've got 90 minutes ahead of me or I've got 15 left, my focus is on this and nothing else. Yeah. And he knows what to do in those situations.
1: And i make you right there, Trevor. And I think that was one of the reasons I asked the question. Because if we... I'm just looking at some of the formations. So... If you go back to the Arsenal game, the 2-1 at home, we'd gone away from playing in that short run on the um, restart. We started with 4-2-3-1, then obviously had that game against uh, Sheffield United, where we were awful. It would change to 4-3-3, and attacking 4-3-3. Um, that game against... Uh, Everton and Bournemouth, where we only scored one goal. Then he saw Arsenal coming. They played five at the back. He changed it. It was 4-4-1-1. Four, four, one, one. We all remember that because Sissoko and Lucas did jobs as yeah. right and decided yeah. midfielders. And Son played off a of Kane. And that got us the win because we exploited the spaces the fullbacks left. So that back to your point, um, Trevor. Then we went 4-3-3 uh, against Newcastle, which was more defending. Then for the rest of the season, we played 4-2-3-1. We started the season 4-2-3-1. Didn't work against Everton. And then we went to 4 attacking. And obviously that change of Lo or Dombele, which for me didn't change the game. However, um, we did change something, which was Kane dropping deeper, which exploited um, the space for Son to run into and Kane to feed. Um, so against United as well, uh, Old Trafford, we went four-three-three, and that was attacking. And I know he played the, the forwards, wide forwards, high so they could push back United's full-backs because he knew that was a problem because he knew the attacking midfielders they have their forwards wouldn't track back so we with Regulon especially and Aurier we could double up um, on their full-backs and obviously we routed them and then he returned to 4 um, 2 and especially so after the West Ham game where he realised the frailties were still there and that's what we've been ever since so I think you're right there um, in terms of the uh, best 11 I think we know goalkeeper. I think we know defence. Uh, maybe a question mark over Doherty and Aurier because Aurier's been injured recently. The midfield is the one that everyone talks about. They want to see the dream midfield of uh Lo Celso, Hojbjerg and Dombele. We've touched on what in, on previous pass, which you may have missed, Trevor, why didn't, there is a need for Sissoko, or well, there has been a need for Sissoko. But do you think we'll ever see that dream lineup of... Bell, Son, Kane, Hoybeer, La Celso, Dombele?
0: I think if the opportunity and need um arises, he would do that. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think um Jose gets too hung up on on the the sentiment of it, of anything regarding football really, then um because he's proved that over the time he's been around football. So yes, I think it will happen at some point, but he's not gonna put it he's not gonna make it happen simply to make people happy. He's gonna it will happen. When it's appropriate, um, but the thing around formations and, and stuff as well, and tactics, um, and Jose, I remember a few years ago, a reporter um, was interviewing him, um, and it was a really long question. The reporter was, you know, talking about um, his experience in football, or his man management, um, his tactical awareness, and you know, all those sort of things. Really, his training regime um Mm -hmm. and you know was was sort of complimenting him in terms of you know and how he makes that all hang together and once once the report finished asking the question (coughs) excuse me Mourinho said no quality no chance yeah (laughs) true very true And what he meant by that was it's down to players so if you've got quality players or if you haven't got quality players then you haven't got any chance so everything he's done from that point going forward, even from his Chelsea days, United, wherever else he's been, I've always looked at it with those eyes, in terms of, yes, he, you know, he needs all that structure, he needs all that sort of stuff, because he needs that, but really, it's down to players. And so that's why my, my answer to your initial question is more, is more around squads than anything, because the way he's building his squad, the way he's got people in there that he can rely on, um, that, that's what's really going to define whether he's successful or not. And he knows that. So, a question on that then.
1: Do you think Jose has um, patterns of play for the attack or for the team as a whole? Or do you think he sets a def- uh, defensive structure and allows the quality players to play? No, he's got and that's at Spurs
0: and that previous clubs as well. No, he's got a pattern of play. He's got a pattern of play. Yeah. I mean, the way from which game it was, but when Kane and Son... Popped off and had a you know, magic I don't know against Southampton. Yeah, half. I mean that that, that, that ain't luck. <laughs> that's not luck. No. That's, that, that's something that that worked on. Um, and so I, I think guess it, yeah, going I think he though. has got one.
2: Yeah, mm. I think it's different though. I think when you're talking about tactics versus patterns of play, it's like okay. For example, if I was to put that into into practical terms, you look at Man City. There's a lot of, there are a lot of triangles, right? They play a yeah. lot of triangles. That's the, how they move from one end of the pitch to the other, right? But, so yeah. that would be their pattern of play, but their tactic would be more about how you keep possession and you press when you don't have it, right? You, yeah. you, pr- you swarm the opposition. It's not even like some people, like, some teams press as a compact unit, Others just like swarm like bees. like and that's what
1: it's that Barcelona mentality, yeah, that, star, that, that's what he the style right? There, right. Defender so gets when, the ball the minute they put their head down, yeah, so, three seconds,
2: win it, the ball back. Exactly. So when you think about what you're saying, Trev, is that you know, the the execution of what Son and Kane were able to do, that wasn't by accident, and I completely agree with you. But I feel like that was a tactic more than a pattern of play. So when I look at and, this is, and I'm asking this also as a layman, right? This is how I see it. I'm not a coach like you are. Like, I'm someone who who just watches the game. So when I see it, I'm like, okay, that's a tactic. You're taking advantage of a mismatch there. You know that Kane can find him, and you know that Strong can get in and behind. Um, and, the high line. Yeah, the high line, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that's a tactic. But I haven't seen anything from Jose so far that suggests like an actual pattern of play, apart from at the very beginning when nombre wasn't fit, and he didn't feel like he had a midfield. He was just bypass the midfield. Even that's not really a pattern of play. so feels like, that also feels like a tactic. Do you see what I mean?
0: Okay. So I guess yeah. what
2: I need help in understanding what the difference is because I still don't see a pattern of play from him. With Pochettino, I go see a pattern of play. He will win the ball early in in um, in high pressure in high pressure areas, and then turn those and convert those quickly into things. That, that was a tactic, right? But then the the actual impact was you press up high. Once you get it, there were Maybe like three or four passes in the final third, and then a run was made. Like that's what it always felt like. It was like ping, 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 then someone makes a run, and then ping, ping, then someone makes a run. So you're constantly encroaching on their on their on their um, defensive on their defensive line. That's what you're constantly doing. I don't know if I, I feel like I've missed that from Mourinho. For someone who's accomplished what he has in the game, he must have a pattern of play. He must have it. I just I just don't think I'm seeing
0: it. I, th- I think that's his. I think that's his quality, though. Um because I think he prepares for the, the for the game, so you don't really know what you're going to get. So if you use the Man City as an example, you know that they're mm. going to dominate possession where they can, and, and when you get it, they're going to try and win it back as quickly as possible. So they crowd you out, and then they're going to keep it for ages. You know, for argument's sake, what Liverpool have shown the last few seasons under Klopp is that they try and win it back as well as quickly as possible. When, when they get it, they're trying to get it forward as quickly as possible. Um... I'm not sure if Mourinho's ever gone one side or the other. I think he just tries to adapt to whatever's in front of him based on the personnel that he's got available to him, which I think is is a quality in itself. From a coaching perspective, um, it's normally, in, in in my understanding, it's normally what happens in a transition that's mm-hmm. the key. see so we talk about Man City, so you transition in in, an, in possession to out of possession yeah. and from out of possession to in possession, so what, what the teams do. Um, and so, if you look at, as I said, use the Man City as an example, they're in possession. So when they've got the ball and you win it back, you know they're going, they're looking to get it back as quickly as possible. Whereas some other yeah. teams will just say, right, we sit back into shape, yeah, okay, and we'll wait for you to come at us and we'll pinch it when we can. Um, and Liverpool, once again, when they lose possession, they look to get it back as quickly as possible. But they don't look to in possession. They don't try to. They don't. They don't try and just keep possession for the sake of it. They're looking to go and hurt you and to play forward yeah. as quickly as possible. Um, so, in terms of where Tottenham are at, uh, at the moment, I'm not. Sure. I, I think they're doing all of those things adequately, based on the situation there at the time. I'm not sure if his aspiration to go and have some defined methodology of playing. I think his his methodology is, I just want to win this football match. And yeah. respond to whoever is yeah, yeah, and you can see that because we give up possession
1: where he feels that like we can yeah. and we're not going to be hurt. We counter-attack when he feels like we need to counter-attack. Um, he's got full-backs that can uh, push on, double up. He's always spoken about the high press. And I think one of the things he said about Vinicius, uh, even though he had a great performance on his debut, was like, he's got to learn how the way we play because we've got press. So he expects his forwards to press. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense what you're saying, Trevor. Um We're not going to see our triangles, Krubner. That's what Trevor's (laughs) basically saying. Yeah, yeah. Trevor's killed the dream, man. He came (laughs) quickly.
2: like bottom line is, if it's not relevant to the game, it's not happening. Yeah, they're playing
1: it. (laughs) No, but I'm going to go back to what Trevor said, and it's about quality, right? Because if you look at Chelsea, that Chelsea side, as much as I hate Chelsea, that side played good football. Once they were embedded in the Mourinho system, they had quality players, obviously spent a lot of money, they could go long to drug. Lampard could play off of him. But you had Robin, you had Duff, you had Thiago, you had Essien, you had Joe Cole, you had good footballing guys there. And they ended up playing good football. And when you're a dominant side and you've got quality players, you play football at the end of the day because you're often afforded more time on the ball because teams will try and sit off for you. So if you've got that special player as well, that eight and a half that he likes, like a Deco that he had and a Snyder that he had and hopefully we've got two in Dombele and La Celso once we can use that possession well I think we'll see more triangles and more patterns and we've got clever forwards as well
2: yeah, so good
1: that's
2: good. the hope so so considering all we've all we've kind of broken down when it comes to tactics what grade did you give Mourinho?
0: For me it's the same grade because you know the, the, the results of what is going to be ultimately judged by um and um, if I'm honest, um, I, I find the football interesting. But maybe I'm looking it through coach's eyes, as it were. So, you know, what, what, what is he looking to do today rather than just to go and sit in the stand and be entertained? So maybe I'm looking it slightly differently. Um, but I'll give him a right, same I'm, grade. I'm giving you £50. Pound.
1: You're sitting in the stand. Actually, forget that. You've got a season ticket. You're sitting in the stand. You're not a coach. What are you grading in his tactics?
0: As I said, it's still B+, because we're sitting second in the okay. table. And I know there's more to come. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not much more complicated than that for me. The confidence, Fair enough.
2: He knows there's more to
1: come. <laughs> uh, Andrew, what are you giving him? I'm giving him B minus. A B minus. Giving a B minus for tactics, uh, and I'll tell you why I'm giving a B minus for tactics. I hate when we have those nothing games, right? We had a nothing game against Chelsea when we lost that game at home. And remember, that game, had we won, we would have gone fourth. Yeah. Right? I hate the fact that we got outdone by Lampard. That's the protege. That's not the master. You're the master. Outschool your apprentice. Okay? Didn't do it. Didn't do it against Man United. Away. Nothing games. Against Everton at home this season, wasn't impressed against Sheffield United, and I'm I'm going for the losses here. Mm. I'm going for the losses because I want to see changes, like he did against um, West Ham, not West Ham, against Southampton. Um, We took off against Burnley. He made positive changes. I'm not saying he didn't do those in those games, but this is where we need the tactics to beat these sides or to open sides up, right, or to shut up shop effectively. We haven't done that in all of the games, the table, Trevor, talks. you talk about the table, and I hear you. You can only beat what's in front of you. But I want to talk about the table in six weeks' time, once we've played, had that run of games, and we really kind of know where we are, right? Because this season, we've played a United side who may not finish in the top six, and an Everton side who probably won't finish in the top six, especially if Hammers doesn't play a lot of those games. So where are we really? this season. So, I'm a bit unsure on the tactics when it's going against us, so
0: I'm giving it a B-. minus. So, can I just add to that, though? I yep. think, I hear what you're saying, the tactics, but um, mentality is something that you'd have heard, heard mentioned quite a lot. And I think that's what I'm seeing, an implementation of a mentality. That is um, is that winning mentality. And I think that's what's being developed at the moment. You're right about how, you know, how does things go pan out this weekend and can we dig in And you know when the game's not quite going our way or can we find a way to win where we're not necessarily playing as well as we should do or where maybe you're not even as good as uh, the opposition but I think that's where Mourinho will come into his own because that's really where he's, that's his starting point his starting point is the, is the mentality that I think the bits, the other bits will, he will try and bring in later on but if you haven't got a winning mentality then you don't get to the next bit do No, he, I agree
1: with you he's and we've spoken though. on that what, shown? what? The t- big the...
2: dig and, and and to win games that
1: haven't been going our way, no? Uh, well, you give me a game that we've won against the top six opposition when it hasn't been going our way. I'm not talking about United away because we kind of turned that around quickly. Um, the Liverpool game at home, we were a bit unfortunate. Uh, we beat City. Um, we've lost to everybody else.
2: Okay, really? so, so but City City was a game that wasn't going our way. We were we were getting we were getting smashed by City. We beat them 2 0. Yeah. It was a smash and grab, but we were like I know we were smash and grab, but smash and grab usually usually implies that you're like barely like you're barely in it and you and you and you get a result. It's not like we were barely in it. We were getting annihilated. They were pinging the ball we around were. We so were. They missed a penalty. Yeah, we, they, we, had we looked like they had possession. They had chances. We cleared like off the line. Boys, and we looked like we should have been decimating. And I know that it uh, changed when we got the sending off. I understand that, right? But even the the cunning in that situation, I don't think that cunning comes into play without Mourinho.
1: I, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, let me let me give you a different example. I'm going to give you an example of what I liked from Mourinho, tactically, that was the Chelsea game, the League Cup game, I like the mentality he displayed, the whole mind games he played throughout the week leading up to it, so we're not interested in it, we're going to play, we're going to, he said, the league don't want us to play this game, they don't want us to do well, so why should we bother, basically is what he's saying, then he played a semi-strong side, put Kane on the bench, played a 45-minute game, said, play compact. You saw the confusion in Regulon, who always wants to go forward, but was told to play compact. 45 minutes, we're still in the game. Pushed the fullbacks forward, second half, 1-0 down, got the result. And the mentality that Trevor's talking about, practice, he clearly practiced penalties. They were clearly prepared for penalties, unlike any other Spurs side in the last five years. And we got through a game that you and I were so gassed about because that doesn't happen to Spurs, right? Mm. So I was happy with that. The game, one of the games I didn't see it in, was the RB Leipzig game at home. Yes, we didn't have Kane. Yes, we didn't have Son. We just didn't show up. We didn't look like we knew what we were doing. And I know it's hard to play without Kane and Son, but this is Jose, and I expect Jose to find a way. So these are the tactics that I'm looking for from him. That's a game, and that was without Kane and Son. But if we look at other games where we haven't shown up, Everton, we didn't turn that around
0: no i mean so the leipzig one for me was once again a demonstration of allowing people to be challenged allowing players to say right okay this is your platform you need to go and show you can do what you need to do so there's still Mm -hmm. even though you know you said it's a year in he's still there's still areas where he's testing players within the squad and giving them opportunities And, and the reality is if they're not quite up to it in terms of effort and application it sounds a bit basic but in terms of effort and application it's not up to it, then they won't play. And I think that 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 was to take our message from that game, really, wasn't it?
2: I think that brings us. Yeah. To, I think that brings us nicely to to our next our next kind of uh, topic. So if we look at man management, so have you made some some really important points there about education? Supposed to hours. And, mm. and <laughs> understanding far, how, these things, how these things work. <laughs> so when it comes to man management, what grade are you giving, Josie?
0: Man management. Um, I suppose when you say man management, we we tend to think of it in terms of he's getting on with everybody. I'm not necessarily Mm. saying that's the case. I don't know. You know, um, I watched the documents like everyone else did. Um, I think what he's doing, he's setting down a mark about his expectations, and like a father figure, you're saying, right, this this is the barometer. And if you meet these this this level, then me and you are going to get on fine. I think everyone knows. I think everyone knows where um, where they are with him. So for me, that that's it, it's in a good place.
2: Okay. All right.
1: Andrew?
0: Well, I've got a question for you there, Trevor. Do you think Delhi knows where he is with Jose? Yeah, because I saw in a paper. <laughs> 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 I think he does. I mean, he, he's. Like, it, yeah, I'm sure you've discussed the Delhi one before, but, you know, um, in the early Mourinho day, Delhi was doing wonderfully well. Um, not quite sure what's happened subsequently, and they seem to be not seen eye to eye. But once again, if you know the, the same game you spoke about just now, if you know Delhi comes and and just does what you know Mourinho wants him to do, then he's he still be part of the fold. I don't think I don't think Mourinho's as much as um you know I always say within football you need to have an element of ego about you anyway, and um I think I don't think you survive in football without the ego. But I don't think um. Jose Mourinho has got his ego is, is that big that he will do it to the detriment of his own success. So for him, for me, i just yeah, see that if, if you can help, them, if you can help, help, help me get to, or help us get to where we need to get to, no problem. Yeah. It's when, it's when you can't show me that, then obviously I've got to make choices and decisions, which is what he's proven he can do. So I asked that question and that wasn't me just being,
1: um, petulant when I asked that question, I asked that question because as long as Delhi knows, where he stands. Um, I agree with what you said about the other players and we saw some of the documentary. Don Bele knew where he stood. He just wasn't fit enough and he got yanked against Burnley. And they're the two obviously high profile incidents of the typical man management style. So if Delhi knows where he stands then I think he's doing a good job because you can see players responding to him. You can see players wanting and talking highly of him being the winner. And If that documentary is anything to go by, obviously we've got to take that with a pinch of salt some of it. He looked really good as a man-manager and being that father figure, but not being this um, dictator who you were scared to come and speak to. Um, And the results have worked. And it looks like people will run through a brick wall for Jose and the team. So I would give his man-management style so far a solid B. I'm going to give
2: his, um, his man management style an A. And Ooh. the reason I'll give him an A is because I had my doubts about Mourinho's ability to get people, not not to get people on side because he's done there every single time, right? But to get the most out of our mercurial players. And we have been talking about Nomele for the longest time on this podcast, waiting for him to get an opportunity and for him to be the best. We saw him embarrassed during the lockdown training outside like a kid. <laughs> like when they was to be knocked around, all that kind of stuff. And he had suddenly got someone like um Dele to be playing at a high level when it seemed like it did, towards the end of the Patino you know, era, what people were like, what does he do? Like if he's not yeah. scoring, if he's not making sense, like where, what's his place? And then Mourinho came in and he was getting goals. He was he was scoring spectacular kinds of goals as well. So uh, there was a time where he got he got Alvaro to sign a contract, which we didn't think was going to happen. That's down to man management. True. And then after leaving him out of the squad for big games, he's brought him back into the fold and we look massively solid again. I think he's shown an ability to get the best out of players. And he's going to need that more at Tottenham than he's had at any other club because he can't just go and buy someone to replace him. He can't do that anymore. He needs yeah. he needs the, to do the best of what he's got. That That is... That is the description when, that's job description when he comes to Tottenham. Daniel Levy is the one to give you millions of pounds. He's done a fantastic job with his transfer window, but he has not spent that much. He has not spent that much. No. He's even gambling. 20 mil, that 20 mil that he's got on Bales loan, he's even gambling trying to turn that into a free transfer for next season. You know that's what he's trying to do. So, yeah, of course what, he is. what he's done has been incredible, but he still said to, to Jose, like, You've got to do the best of what you've got now. And he's shown that he can do that. He's done that. Like, I look, I'm not going to say it for the minute of time. Everyone knows how I feel about Eric Dyer, But, he's given, he's made I him I love Eric Dyer. And Eric, and Eric Dyer loves me. But, <laughs> the idea, the fact that he's taken him and made him see, made him a leader in the team, and, risen, like, I still don't think this level's that great, but it's much better than it was before he came. He looks fitter. Agreed. He looks sharper. He looks, he looks more of a, a, an accomplished defender. All that stands in man management, and that is a big part of us being where we are right now. He's done that without having to restrict people's creative freedoms, attacking freedoms. Like we've always, the real Tottenham footballing guys know that Kane has always been a top top nine and a half. We always we've always known that somewhere between between what we saw in Sheringham and what happened to with Shira. like that's that's what he's been yeah. at right. But the level Kane's been able to do it at now is at a whole a whole another level of effectiveness. There's no denying that the stats are there for everyone to see, right? So you have to give credit where credit's due. So when you take all those kind of consideration, and the fact that we are our defence has been shoddy at times, but he still managed to move things around and make those people not feel not feel like scapegoats, but actually feel some level of responsibility. That's also great man management. So yeah, I've got to give him an A. I think anything less is um, is criminal. Looking at you two. Um, <laughs> We, we, are, we are lovers of the beautiful game. Like, we want it to be played in a way that's attractive. And, and that's why, as a big part of how, we, how we, why we support Tottenham, right? Tottenham have got yeah. a long tradition of playing good football. We love flair players. We've always been had soft underbellies, blah, blah, But we look good doing it. Like, that's what it's always been like, right? It doesn't matter which football fan, which Tottenham fan you speak to, they can all remember a generational flair player. They, we, we all know who those are. For you guys, you know, Ginolo was your guy. Like, obviously, I'm a massive Glenn I'm a massive Carrick fan, but Glen Hoddle, and, and even those who turn up for two seconds, right? Van der Vaak, he epitomised what it was to be a Tottenham player. Like, he, he did yeah. that in this because he understood. So, style's important to us. So, when we look at Mourinho's style, and remember that's different to tactics, different to to uh, man management. I'm talking about this, the the actual style. If someone tries to describe what this Tottenham team is about, the style and essence that they exude, what grade are you giving that? And how would you describe it? I'm going to start with you, Andrew.
1: Well, you put me on the spot there. I don't. So yeah, I think it's, it's similar to patterns of play in a way, but different. So I think the team has got a swag and I think you get the swag from the man, the man, being Jose if you think about the confidence he brings just walking through the door knowing that he's accomplished pretty much everything when he goes on to man manage um sorry international management and manages Portugal they will probably win the World Cup right because that short form his tactics his style his galvanizing of a squad has been epic we've seen it time and time again he's taken unfancy teams and won major trophies um so, I think he gives the team a swag. They they walk into a game thinking they can win, regardless. It fills them with confidence. We saw that they beat Chelsea, or drew with Chelsea, but beat them on penalties um, without Kane starting and a few others. So, that's a swag. The actual style of football, I can't describe it because I think it changes. I think it's multi-purpose or multifunctional, as Trevor touched on. I think we play with what's in front of us and what we have, um, and the tactics change. But I think we have seen that we can play with swashbuckling style, United, West Ham first half, full backs overlapping, bombing forward, midfielders joining, freedom, and then we can play the other way, which is fullbacks staying at home mostly, unless you're regular. Because you just can't stay at home, and then you have Sissoko, more disciplined in midfield, and you have a more rigid framework. But you're gritty, and you get the result. You just know how to win. You get over the line. So, I think it's a combination, and it just depends on what's in front of us.
0: Yeah, um, um, I'm 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 agreeing with that. Really, I think if you picture sitting in the stadium, um. And yeah, probably the 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 Bog standard Tottenham team, if I could refer to them as such, you know, the team that we probably all pick in our minds is playing. You think to yourself, well, if Son gets the ball, um, what does the what would the crowd are likely to do? They're probably likely to stand up and it and you know, we've had that over over the years We're from you know, Gaza through to you mentioned Ginola already or Vanderva, or you know, we've had those sort of players, maybe even McLeansman at times where when they get the ball, we all get excited. I think those players are still there. Um, so it takes me back to the to Jose interview around no quality, no chance. So I think there's enough. There's enough. Um, you, you you can't win games at this level without flair um, and creativity. And I think there's enough of those players within the team. Um, what I think you just ask is a level of application. And he will change things um, according to what's in front of him and the moment that's happening within the game. Um, and you mentioned the fullbacks even around. Um, you mentioned fullbacks around maybe going or staying at home. But if you think about it, there's even been times when he's allowed one to go and the other ones had to stay at home. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. even willing to get to, to off balance the team a little bit just to try and um, exploit what you know a, a potential weakness in the opposition or to try and suppress him in some way, shape, or form. But I think ultimately, in terms of style. Ultimately, the game's around scoring goals. Yeah, and if you think you're in a stadium and Song gets the ball, you get up. Or the ball goes up to Kane and he's in around the box, you know he's going to find any opportunity he's going to shoot. And if you slide someone, you'll get up. So I think that style is still there. I think it's just more the base. The base is, is, is what's been worked on. And whether it's whether it's uh, a four-two-three-one one where the two are both holding, or whether he allows one of those two to go and play a little bit, I think that's really where the major differences are. Um, but what I like, and you, know, you know, I watched them play the other day um, when they came out and I like the fact that probably for the first time I, I've looked at a, team, a Spurs lineup and I thought actually they look mean, yeah. I, I, looked, at the, I looked at the whole team I thought, those guys look mean, yeah. And, yeah, and we're yeah. not really accustomed to that, we, we're accustomed to seeing like, the, fancy, the fancy guys coming and yeah. doing a little bit but that team stood up, um, you know, from, you know, you could even include the likes of Bell and Kane and Doherty and... Um, Hoiberg, Dyer Dyer, and I thought, you know, that that team looked mean, you know. And I like that. I've got to be honest, I like it, you know. I've I've seen lots of fantastic Spurs teams, lots of fantastic Spurs players, and I've been really, really entertained, but maybe haven't necessarily had as many um, winning moments as as, as maybe we deserve. And I think, I can see the work that's been done to get us to that point. And I'm happy just to celebrate a goal, yeah, if it means that we win. That's where I'm at. After VAR though. No. Oh, yeah. After, after, after <laughs> VAR. To, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, don't forget that VAR. <laughs> I mean I think what about that, you, when it comes to
2: style, I'm, I, I would say like B And I reason I say B minus is because it's effective what he's doing and to Trevor's point earlier about his adaptability to everyone else, but it's like I'm I'm very much when it comes to style, as you can see. Um, I take it very seriously. Is that Gucci you were in? You were in Gucci? No, that, it's Fendi. It's, it's <laughs> I boycotted Gucci. Uh. Um, but I, I take it very seriously and I like, I like to own that, right? I like a team to own that style. Not necessarily... We used to get frustrated. Uh, let me not say we, but a lot, of, a lot of Spurs fans used to get frustrated, myself included, in Pochettino's inability to adapt to um, the opposition. Sometimes it's necessary. Um, Harry Redknapp did the same. Apart from the one time I can remember Harry Redknapp adapting to to the opposition was when we went to play Milan away from home, Champions League. Right, we beat them over two legs. Um, Martin Yole refused to to play to um, to adapt to the opposition. So, like I, I do appreciate people who can have a style, commit to it. I think it's really important, and I think it's good to have an ownership of your own identity. We currently don't have that. We have. A, we'll beat you however we can, and we'll adapt to your deficiencies. And for some people, they might argue that is a style. I don't, I don't subscribe to that way of thinking. For those people who watch NFL, it's a bit like um, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Patriots, they have no, they have yeah, no you style. just always
1: stick out my team. Yeah, they, they,
2: they, they have no style, but they're like, okay, you like to do the running game, so we're gonna take the running game where you're gonna have to pass. Like that's what they do. That's their thing. They, they, they like to nullify. Tottenham has such a proud history of having a style that that's gone. But I can't be too mad because that have been effective. So that's why I give it a minus, a B minus. It's effective, I'm just not that happy about it.
0: I would just say... You will be when we get trophies. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. I would, ju- I would just say you need to earn the right to have a style. You need to earn that right. That's a good point. Okay, and that's right now we're, ed- in the, we're in the process of earning that right to have a style.
2: You know what? I'll take that. I'll take that under advisement, Trev. I will. I will. <laughs> because I mean, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I guess I'm thinking about the heritage of Spurs as opposed to Mourinho's Spurs, and whether we like it or not, that's what we are right now. We're Mourinho's Spurs. So yeah, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to get into time, and it's going to take time. He's a, he's a year in, but he has like a transitional period. This is the first full season. Let's see what happens. I think this next category we're going to agree. We're all going to agree on unanimously, but let's see. Uh, transfers, Trev. What grade are you giving in? Hey, so, so looking mm-hmm. <laughs> incredulous. Mm-hmm. Is
0: this a question? Is this a question? <laughs> no way. Uh, hey, I mean, yeah. I mean, the players that have come in. I mean, they've they, they've come in. They've they've fitted into what 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 the requirements are, and um, as you would expect, let's let's have it right. Um, you know, if if, if either of us, we're, 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 you know, we're we're bought or invited into the squad, we obviously we're going to buy into the person who's who's brought us in. So you would expect that, but I think the quality of the, of the recruitment has has been of a good level and it seemed like we we're buying players to play for the first team, which I think sometimes we've yeah. been a little bit guilty of buying potential. So we've had a lot of really good quality players for the future come in and go before they realise their potential with us, which has sometimes been quite disappointing. But the players the players that come in now seem like, in main, they are one or two who are sort of but in Maine, they seem like they're players to come and improve that first team and actually play in the first 11. So that's what I like about
2: it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Andrew,
1: what are you saying? Yeah, at the risk of sounding like um, copying Trevor, I think when we did the transfer podcast, we kind of graded it high. We graded it eight. Yeah. The only question mark was at centre back because obviously no one's a fan of Dyer, but we know he's been. Uh, reasonably effective. Um, But we didn't get that centre-half, and obviously Diaz went to um, City and Skriniar stayed where he was, although I haven't been impressed with Skriniar over the international break, but that's another story. Um, So that's the only downfall, but or downside, but Trevor touched on it in his previous comment, and he touched on it again. The players that we've brought in, it's the mentality of the players that we've brought in. Like Joe Hart, people question Joe Hart, he's still got holes in his gloves forget that for a second as a third choice or second choice goalkeeper joe hart's going to do a job but when he steps in in the big game he's got the winner mentality he's got the experience right he's a winner hoibier we said this when hoibier joined and everybody's jumped on it since we said at 24 the guy was a man like his first interview when i listened to it we knew he was going to be mean he was going to do what it took to win And if he did his job and he can play a bit, we were going to stand a chance because we were missing that DM, that man in midfield. People to take ownership, ownership, give people rollicking. Don't get it twisted. Hubert will rollick Kane, he'll rollick Son. Whoever's not doing their job will do it. it. Yeah, and that's what we need. Even Regulon, he looks like he loves it, fun, blah, blah, blah. But he's a winner. He's won at Seville. He's come from Madrid may have aspirations of going back there and if he has aspirations of going back there that means he's gonna be playing out of his skin for us and he's a winner and he's got the right mentality so we're getting those players in each position that are leaders winners captains right a spine of it and if you even include Dyer the man he targeted in the documentary said you speak multiple languages you come from my homeland really that's where you had your your tuition I understand you, you understand me, you will be playing centre-back, you need to lead from the back and he's got that all through the side and hopefully the transfers will result in something special this season. That's why I bought the home shirt for the first time in a long time. It's the ugly one though. Yeah, but to say I've got it when we win the league, yeah. did I say that? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you may, may want to go and buy one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm gonna wait till the till the season we start as champions,
1: and but, it'll be um, sold out.
2: Yeah, maybe. i I take that one in the chin. Um, I, I I agree with you guys. I would have to give it an A. I think what they've done, how they've managed to answer the deficiencies in the squad, they've actually answered the needs. In the past, sometimes we've gone and bought like a winger when we've needed a centre back, or like we've gone and bought like a a, a right back when we've needed a holding midfielder. Like at <laughs> sometimes, just like what are we doing? What are we doing? But every even like look, we can. Even at centre back, right? Rodan could actually turn out to be. From all all the accounts that we've given and the coaches that worked with him, he sounds like a fantastic prospect. What I've seen for him over the international break was fairly impressive. Mm.
1: That tackle,
2: yeah, it's fairly impressive. So for me, I feel like we could have actually answered everything. So I'm, I I think giving him, a, I feel very confident, comfortable, comfortable giving an A on that and. We've also spoken about how we need a player who can pull something out of nothing, and when he's up to form, that can definitely be Kane, be bail, be sorry. So it's like, what more could we really have wanted from that? Realistically, having spent the amount of money that we spent, knowing that we just we've, we've got no we've got no fans in the stadium, we've just built a brand new stadium, the best stadium in the world.
1: You've got to take all that. Reliant on yeah. the income of that state, yeah. and stadium. and
2: I think he's also been flexible about his about the profile of the player. I think. Pochettino is very specific about who you wanted and if you didn't get that person, I'd rather have no one. Whereas Mourinho has been flexible around certain things and we've ended up with some great players. So, yeah, you've got to give credit for that.
1: Mourinho... And I just want not- to add... Sorry, no, I just wanted to add on to that. And um, You both touched on it in different ways. But we've bought the players that Mourinho wanted or the profile of player that Mourinho wanted rather than buying a right-back when we needed DM. But I think... Again, that's Mourinho. Not Mourinho saying Daniel Levy, hold him, because everyone thought that he must have held him at gunpoint, right, for Levy to be spending that money. But we saw from the documentary that Levy got in a winner for a reason in Mourinho. He's enamored with Mourinho. He respects him. So when Mourinho says, I need to fill these deficiencies, Levy listened. And Levy didn't play what he's played in the past, which is head of recruitment, right? He listened to Mourinho. So this is where we're not buying for the future. Only maybe Rodon is one for the future. The rest are to win now, win in the next two years, which is, they say, Mourinho's shelf life. Can't
2: argue with that. Can't argue with that at all. Um, I think, yeah, I, I do want to see how these guys exist in a post Marino world. I shouldn't be looking at that right now. I should just be, like,
1: enjoying the ride <sighs> and see what's happening. We're but... celebrating a year <laughs> of Mourinho and you're talking about post Marino. But world. I
2: do, I do. I'm not going to lie, I have one eye on that. I have one eye on that. But listen, <laughs> that's another podcast for another day. Um, yeah. Where Mourinho has been before, there's been, like, kind of less scorched earth, like, at times. He, he goes and then, like, everything kind of <laughs> brosy. The media love him. And then he, like leaves and they all hate him and he's an arrogant dick and he famously fell out with the media in italy um he had a rocky relationship up yeah. and down in spain uh everyone knows that the media here love him they just they, he he brings headlines they can't love get them, enough they can't get enough yeah. how do you feel about the media interaction we're going to try and make this one quick because we've got to get to our preview but media interaction grade um,
1: i'll go first yeah, i'll you go, go first rest, a plus uh, plus He is media gold. He's media gold and he's played the media, as I touched on with Frank and that Chelsea game. He's touched on it with the international managers telling Wells that he doesn't appreciate the fact they've got Arsenal coaches down there to look after Gareth Bale. And let's not get twisted. We've seen Kane be rested. We've seen Bale be rested. We've seen what he's requested in the media come to fruition. So I'm giving him A+.
2: True.
0: Media-wise, I struggle to fault him. I think, but ultimately I don't really care if <laughs> because, you know, he's, <clears throat> he's just in the business of trying to win football matches and um, as long as he can make a success of that or a good effort of that, then I think he'll be judged on that. Um, the fact he can build a media profile for himself and support the profile of the club, I think that's, that's, a, that's a benefit, obviously, but I don't think that's the main that's the main, main dish here. So, for me, he, he's, he, does it, he does it and he does it really well, but not really that bothered, if I'm honest. That's why he's where he is, Korpner, and This is where
1: we
2: are. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. No, but I would, I would give the A as well. I think he's, I think he's, he's been very magnanimous when he's had to be. He's, he's kind of got back to his charming best. But it's all right when you're at this stage. Like if, if things get a bit tricky, get a bit difficult, we'll see. I think he managed even like losses. Where um, well not lost like they felt like losses but West Ham and Newcastle. I feel like the way he handled the media then was also even then all good. He liked he chose to focus on the positives when I think a lot of people were focusing were expecting him to come out and moan. Um, so yeah that was refreshing. That was refreshing. But we are over with international break and so all that dead football no one cares about is out the window. It's time to get to the real stuff and we are on the brink of a tough run of fixtures. And I kicking off with Man City. Now, I know we're running a bit long here, but I think we've got the opportunity um, for, to kind of pick the brains of an expert. What we're going to do, is we're going to break down our preview by looking at specific areas. So for each of you guys, and some of them we might double up, and if you double up, we double up. Um, triple up even, that's still impossible. Um, we're going to look at Man City, what we expect to get out of that game. I want you to pick a key player from our side who needs to have a good game. I want need, you need to pick someone you believe brings holds the biggest fear factor for Man City, as in who should we be worried about the most? Who can hurt? Not like who's their best player, because but who, given the way we set up, who's most likely to hurt us? And who you think is going to come out top in the tactical battle? Because Jose and Pep know each other very well. They've also shared many, many players, right? So their crossover, history, heritage is all there. So you think about the tactical battle, who which pair of theirs we fear the most, and which pair of ours needs to have the like the best game for us to win? Who wants to go first?
0: I'm happy to go first. Um, Chairman's got the credibility in it. He's got the credibility. (laughs) Like you said, expert, and I was waiting to go first. Oh, sorry, I just (laughs) saw you. You like you were thinking. so (laughs) far? Yeah, yeah, no, he's already.
1: already No, I've got mine. I've got mine. I'm good. Uh,
0: Uh, But you go first. I think it'd be naive to um, think we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of the ball. Um, so, because of that, um, for me, Hoiberg is a really important component from our <laughs> perspective. Should have gone first. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, from their side, um, is Sterling fit? I'm not sure where, where is he was yet. Well, probably will be. Yeah, he didn't play for England because he was injured, but
2: he'll probably play against yeah.
0: us. So, I'm a little bit concerned about that matchup on that side. I think that's where, mm-hmm. tactically, back to Joe's and tactically, there'll have to be some adaptations to. To, to, to deal with that. Um, and we will just have to be clinical in our moments. I think that that's basically how I see that game going. Cool. All
2: right. Okay.
1: AB? So,
0: yeah, for me, obviously, Hojbjerg Beer
1: the biggest battle. I see two battles, but obviously the, you've chosen the Beer one, and that's probably Hojbjerg KDB, really, what you're talking about there. Um, and I'm going to go with another battle, and it's a key player. For me as well, double, doubling up on it. So, Diaz for me, Ruben Diaz. So, big reputation, silky centre half, Rolls Royce of a centre half, really, in Portugal. He's come over, and I think this is going to be a big test for him, um, playing against a good old fashioned centre half, who's a bit clever, lethal, good in the air, and obviously powerful. Now, I think if Kane wins that battle, we win the game. Because I think Diaz could be found wanting at times. And it's Diaz and Laporte, but I think Kane will target Diaz. But he's had a good international break, Diaz. He scored a couple of goals, and obviously Portugal won their last game, but they lost against France. He didn't play that well in that game. So I think, for me, Kane needs to win that battle. But I think Trevor's right in the sense of, we know we're not going to have possession. It will probably be 60, somewhere like 55 to 60, and the rest will be us. But this is where we go back to the counter-attacking. Son needs to get back on form because he's dropped off a little bit and playing those pockets and I don't know if Bell's the man for this game I think Lucas or Lamella is probably better off in this game exploiting those spaces the fullbacks are going to leave behind and I think Lamella's shithousery will probably work better in this game in my opinion fear factor the man I actually fear obviously other than KDB and we know Sterling against Oreo could be a nightmare is Torres scored a hat-trick in the week He's really started well for City, actually. We didn't know too much about him. And I think you know you've played against Sterling before. You've played against KDB before. You know their traits. You know their habits. You know their strong points. We don't know too much about Torres. And I think he could be an X-factor in this game um, for them. And they could have many because they've had players that have had good international breaks. Foden scored. Diaz, I've mentioned, scored. KDB scored. Torres has scored. Um, They could be on a bit... Better form than we are at the moment. But I think tactically, we're going to sit back and exploit those spaces. What about you, Kwabner? Who's yeah. your key player?
2: I think my key player is actually going to be in Nombele. And I say him because I expect the level of consistency we've seen from Hoiberg has been undoubted. Right? So I think you both made very important points. But someone who's got experience of beating City and being difficult for them to, to handle has been a Nombele. And I think that the game. We have an opportunity to take advantage of their ageing and slowing midfield. And it's one person who can bully their way through the midfield and t- transition defence with attack really quickly, will be Indombele. And And I don't think they'll be able to live with him. They haven't got a centre midfielder who's built to deal with him. De Bruyne can't do it. Gundogan can't do it. Um, Fernandinho's injured. Um, Rodri can't do Rodri. it. Rodri can't yeah. do it. So it's like what he, his speed of thought his athleticism means that he'll be too much for them to handle. They like to be in situations where they control the game. And, it, and nobody doesn't actually be in, have to control the game. He just needs to know that when he's got the ball, he transitions it really, really quickly. And I don't think that midfield will be able to deal with that. So I think he needs to have a good game. If he does have a good game, I think we'll win. Um, I think for, for the fear factor, um, for me, I think Jesus is going to be the, the fear factor for me, because I think that they're going to be patiently trying to, get, to create those openings and if he's in the mood to take them, they will only need two attacks. And with, a, with the quality, the quality that they have, they can do that. They can produce two attacks. They can definitely do that. And he's coming back into form. He's got something to prove now because Aguero's still out. Like they, he wants to show that he he knows that is probably on his way out. Right? He's had his ten years. Man City's structure means that after ten years, they like to get rid of people. Like they romanticise it, but it's just a fact. They like to do that. And with all the money they have, why not? So, he, Jesus now has to prove that he is the player to replace Agüero. And now that could work against us if he's in the same mood he was in the first half against um, against Liverpool. That oh, yeah. that that kind of movement can be difficult. Our our central defenders aren't as mobile as they used to be. So if they can, if De Bruyne can find him, which you know he probably can, in those dangerous places, and those guys aren't on their toes. He can easily draw Dyer into a foul. I feel like Dyer's always got a penalty in him anyway. Like, if he has a good game, it would be very difficult. So he's the person I'm probably, I fear for the most. And when it comes to a tactical battle, I do expect Mourinho to adapt to give them the ball. I get that. I think what I'm looking for, though, is the potency in the turnover. So... When we do get the turnover from Man City, and which we will get because they keep the wall for so long, how what do we do with the chances that we create? How quickly do we turn that into like a scoring opportunity, right? Like, Do we do it quickly and have people taking pop shots, or are we turning it into real chances with high percentage opportunities to score? That's going to be the key tactical thing for me. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. And I think that Man City are as good as they have been. I think they need an injection of impetus, which I don't see them getting. So... Um yeah, I think that's win the capital battle. I think we go in there as slight favourites. And I and I never say that okay. ever. Even when I do well, believe it, I, just because I don't want to get jigs, but um yeah, sometimes you've got to make bold statements.
1: Yeah, expect Pep to throw in a curveball, right? Expect you mentioned uh Rodri Gundawang, KDB. I D B. I don't expect to see Gundawang anymore. I expect to see Foden in there. I expect him to freshen up. He's had a good game against us before, scored against us. He scored two goals in a week. And I don't know he's going to play right side. It obviously depends if Sterling's fit. But I think that's a battle, a key battle as well, because Reguilong likes to get forward. and I don't think Son is going to be tasked with coming back too much because that spacing behind Walker is going to be one of the spaces we're going to have to exploit. So that's going to be a key battle on our left-hand side, their right-hand side as well.
0: Do you see, um, sorry, I just want to get back to Ndombele a minute. Do, so, do you see him playing in the, in the three? Yeah, yeah. You see him, so 4-2-3-1 and him being in the middle I of the three. The Is four, that what you saw, a 4-3-3? I, three,
2: three. I think the 4 I think 3 I don't think we can control the game without him.
1: Yeah, I think we need to play three in there. I think you're right. Well, he plays, it's not 10, he plays eight and a half
2: now yeah, right
1: yeah, yeah. so he's got defensive duty but he's got a bit more freedom than Susoka and Hojbjerg so I think against City we definitely have to play that free and I think he has incisive passing he can skip past his man at any point pay a, tw- a 20 yard incisive forward pass in between the lines and I think that's what we need from him in this game but to be more compact but that's it. why I don't think Bell's in this game because uh, Bell's not going to run behind in this game
2: Yeah, and no, we need no, two of
1: those no you're right about that
2: We just, we just, we can, we cannot win it without, without his level of control. Like, he plays, he plays, with the ability to swivel, transition. Like, when you've got a team like Man City, you need to be able to pop off really quickly. If you, if you're ponderous, they'll pick you off, and it'll be a long day for us. If someone, if you have someone who can make it turn that quickly, that's where we win the game. I think.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where he is in the. On the turnover, so from our possession back to them. I'm not sure if he. We'll see. <laughs> I'm 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 a little bit um, uncertain about um, how how Josie will see that. Um, so I get what you're saying, what he brings to the party being in possession. Um, but I'm not sure if there's maybe someone else a little bit more competent to support the play when we don't have the ball, which I think they're. I mean, may... Who are you thinking? Could be any of the um. I mean, to be honest, Winks. Yeah, could be any of those. The Winks or yeah. To be honest, even Lascelles. To be honest, is probably for me. is probably a little bit better on the turnovers. He's not a, obviously, he's got a different creative quality, but um, definitely from from us having the ball to not having it, <clears throat> and I think there's probably going to be quite a bit of that. Um, I'm not sure how much he still trusts him. I mean, he's done well the last few games, but. He's still not. That's
2: the thing, man. Mm. The numbers, the numbers, yeah. and the the ball recoveries
1: and the interceptions have been very high. I think he's averaging like three or four a game. Mm. And he he topped. He what game was it? United game or the game before? He actually had five tackles in the first half. Five, five tackles and one, five tackles. Mm. So I know he has that perception, especially of last season of being a bit languid and probably doesn't sprint. And when he does sprint, his head's always looks like he's absolutely knackered. But I think he will play deeper and I think he will play in a free and I think he will be mobile. This is the game he needs to be mobile. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a landmark signature yeah, game. for Because he's is, done it before, yeah. as Kogner men- yeah. mentioned. In the Champions League, where the football is a bit slower, he bossed City, he bossed Barca. We know he can do it. And I get your point about the, the reservation. But I don't see Jose playing without Don Bele for any game this season unless he really drops off. Just because when we... Haven't had him. We've looked laboured, languid in possession, and not been able to cut through to the forwards as quickly as he's wanted us to. So, I think to be a big, it's going, going
2: be a big one. it's going to be a big one. Yeah. Haven't played, haven't, haven't played on Saturday for flipping ages as well. So blockbuster game, yeah, man. It's going to have a finite night feel to it, man. So we'll
1: see. We'll see. Yeah. Predictions? I don't do predictions, but let's do predictions. That's all don't do predictions but I don't do predictions <laughs> contradictions let's just do it it's good for the pod i
2: uh, got to say three ones first. Spurs oh
0: positive I was going to um. I was going to be positive and go for 2-1 so I'm going to yeah 2-1 two, one. 2 ones first, I'm going yeah we're not going to keep a clean sheet 2-1 <laughs> we are not going to do that <laughs> we're, not, gonna do we're that. not cool well um, we're,
1: not, we're not
2: I think we'll wrap up there uh, Trev do you know what? It's been great having your insight. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been great having your, your perspective on these things, especially with someone who knows the game as well as you do. Your foot brain has been greatly appreciated. So thank you very much for your time, man.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me. And
1: and you're coming back. Like, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> We've got a whole series to run. We haven't forgotten that. So I'm sticking it on you now. Yeah, no problem. Expect to here. The dulcet tones
0: of Trevor.
2: Yeah, crying, um, their listeners know now, so you can't. Go, you can't,
0: you can't <laughs> no problem, no problem at all. It's it's been it's been really good. So I look forward to the next one.
2: Good, 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 cool. good. Andrew, as per usual, slide digs aside, much appreciated. Insight footballing historian, we appreciate that.
1: I'm here for man. Thank you, Khabna. The blatant digs aside. <laughs>
2: You know, it's been a uh, pleasure. No punches. I pull no punches.
1: Um, cool. Well, listeners,
2: thank you for jamming with us for listening to our insights, our review of Marina's first year, Man City preview. We appreciate your time. Remember, you can follow us on the Shelf Pod on Twitter for all the ramblings and banter and predictions and lineups. Um, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Five stars only, because we only give you five star content. Um, but yeah, also give someone the gift to the pod. Tell them they can listen anywhere. Wherever they live, find their podcast, drop in the shelf side. They want to learn about Spurs and wonderful insights around our beautiful club, or they want to learn about football full stop. All are welcome. All are welcome. So thank you very much. Um, but for now, it's good night from me.
1: Good night from me. And from me. <laughs> Let's run the outro.